Have you ever felt like running your restaurant is like being on a giant hamster wheel? You're not alone. Now, many experts promise they can get you more sales in a short amount of time. But is that a long-term solution or just a bandage to the underlying issues? Getting more sales without fixing the real problems that plague your business is just going to give you a bigger hamster wheel to run on. Plus, if you're bleeding out profits, more sales is going to accelerate the bleeding. So how about we do it the smart way? How about we stop the problems now so that when you do turn on the revenue machine, it flows more profits into your bank account? Donald Burns, the restaurant coach, wants to show you the keys to not having your restaurant run your life. These are the same tools he has coached over 2,200 independent restaurants with. How would it feel to take vacations with your family and not have to worry about your restaurant? What would it be like to not miss important life events because you had to be at the restaurant? Imagine making 18% profit or higher year after year. Allow the restaurant coach to get you going in the right direction. Right now, he is giving listeners of this podcast free access to his three Frames to Thrive series. Just head over to therestaurantcoach.com to get off the hamster wheel and get your life back. Loading in three, two, one. Welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It's the cure for the common restaurant. Expert interviews, tools, and tips to get you the restaurant you know it can be. Now, here is your host, Donald Burns, the Restaurant Coach. Happy New Year and welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It is the cure for the common restaurant. Well, it's a new year. And that means just one thing, New Year's resolution time. Now, before you go all crazy and start looking into your crystal ball for what might be, let's have a talk, a real talk about why most resolutions fail for independent restaurants. Now, if you're an independent restaurant looking to make changes in the year ahead, setting goals or resolutions can be, I mean, can be a really great starting point. But it's important to understand why some resolutions may not succeed and be prepared for potential obstacles. Here are a few reasons why your New Year's resolutions may fail. I'm going to give you five of them, actually. Number one is unrealistic expectations. It's important to remember that success does not come overnight. I know you wish it did. I wish I had a magic pill that could make success just happen for you overnight. But unfortunately, success does not happen that way. Establish reasonable goals. You got to know that you got to establish those goals that you know you can achieve and build on for success. To set yourself up for success rather than failure, start by setting smaller, more attainable goals that lead to larger successes later on. Number two, lack of commitment. Achieving success requires dedication and hard work. Yes you're gonna to have to work hard. Now, a lot of restaurant owners work really, really hard. I'm gonna emphasize maybe for this new year, for 2023, maybe we don't work harder, but we work smarter. To make changes and to reach those goals, you need to stay focused and committed to the process. I tell my clients all the time, trust the process, don't rush the process. Trust the process, do not rush the process. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself stuck in the same place, kind of running on that giant hamster wheel we talk about all the time. You want to make sure you're committed to your resolutions and plan ahead to avoid distractions. Distractions are probably the number one thing that pull you off target 
are the distractions, the demands of others. If you want to read more or hear more about the demands of others, check out my little booklet I have called Outstanding Mindset, where I talk about the four dimensions of time. It's pretty awesome. The third reason your resolutions fail is that you forget about planning. <laughs> you set these resolutions, but you don't have a plan for them. Before you make a resolution, you need to map out a plan of action to help you stay on track. Avoid having too many goals or initiatives in motion at the same time. It's another thing. You try to get too many balls in the air and you're juggling multiple things at the same time. It's better to set smaller targets. I prefer three is like my ideal kind of number. Three targets a week. Hit those three targets, then reload, hit another three targets, reload, hit another three targets, and reload. you got to have that momentum going in the one direction. This is going to help you stay focused and keep your attention on one goal at a time. I want to say that it's probably the most important thing is that you have to be focused on only three things at a time. I know you think you can do more, but if that was true... You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You'd be out having the restaurant of life that you want. Number four is lack of resources. Oh, I could go off on days about resources. It is never a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. While having that plan is super, super important, it's just as important to have the resources around you to support your plan. Now, here's where I'm going to kind of go into a shameless plug about getting into a coaching program. And I'm not necessarily saying my coaching program, but getting a coach, getting a mentor, joining a mastermind group is probably one of the most powerful things you can do this year. Now, when it comes to restaurant coaching in the TRC, restaurant coach kind of universe, I have a few options. I'm gonna give you some of my options and you can compare them to some other coaches out there and find out what is the best option for you. There is kind of the do-it-yourself model, which is where you get limited, kind of limited group coaching and usually access to some kind of online resources or training courses. Now, in my brand, that model is called the Restaurant Coach University, and with it, they get four hours of group coaching a month with me personally, and they get access to 27 and growing. I have a new course I add every month to online courses. And you can, if you want to check it out, you can go to restaurantcoachuniversity.com and check it out. The next coaching model that you want to look at is more of an intense group coaching program that's usually set up as a mastermind format. Now, in the TRC brand, I have what's known as Restaurant Masterminds. And it, I'll tell you right now, it is the only restaurant mastermind group that meets twice a week. Most mastermind groups are once a week or once every other week. It's really hard to make progress if your mastermind group just meets every other week. In Restaurant Masterminds, you get over 10 hours of monthly group coaching with me, plus you still get access to all the online resources of the Restaurant Coach University, plus you get tickets to, I have some live events I do here in Scottsdale, I have a two-day restaurant owner boot camp, and my signature three-day of event every October is called the Restaurant Success Summit that you get tickets to also. Now, for those that want the fast track to getting results, you want to get into a private coaching program. And over the last 13 years, the Restaurant Accelerator has been the number one restaurant coaching program in the world for one reason. It gets results. 
Over 2,400 restaurants have done the program and it has been fine-tuned over the last 13 years. This thing is, I mean, it is incredible. And I'm not just saying that because I created it. Okay, what you get is you get two weekly coaching calls with Restaurant Masterminds because you also get everything in the Restaurant Mastermind group. Plus, we have a group accelerator training program call each week. Plus, you get all the online resources of Restaurant Coach University. Plus, you get the tickets to my two live events in Scottsdale. And the most important thing is you get a private one-on-one call with me each week to help you get results even faster. It is by far the most comprehensive restaurant coaching program available in the world. And I stand by that statement 100%. So let's continue my rant about resolutions. You also have to remember when you're setting these New Year's resolutions that Rome was not built in a day. And successful resolutions are those that can help you. You want resolutions that help you know you can achieve them long term. You're never gonna see immediate results. I, again, I wish I could give you a magic pill and get you results and get you the restaurant you want in 30, 60, or 90 days. It doesn't work like that, okay? The biggest thing you gotta do is don't get discouraged, all right? Success takes time. If your restaurant's been running amok, it takes at least half of that amount of time to get going back in the right direction, and then another usually three to six months to get going in the right direction, all right? So you gotta watch out. You're never gonna reach your goals overnight. What you want to do is you want to break those goals down into achievable sub-goals. So that way you want to make sure you're measuring and managing your progress as moving you closer to your ultimate objective. Now, those are the main five reasons that most resolutions fail with independent restaurants. And I'm not saying resolutions are a bad thing. They're a great starting point for setting yourself up for success. At least it gets you thinking about the future and about thinking in a positive direction, going in the right way. But now what I really want to talk about, I really want to talk about the real reason that (laughs) New Year's resolutions are destined to fail. And that would be you. Actually, it's your mindset and your habits is the main thing. Right now, you have this three pound piece of gray matter that sits on top of your neck nestled between your ears and it is capable of amazing, amazing things. And it's also the thing that holds you back. I mean, it means well, well, most of the time. Inside that beautiful brain, you have some outdated beliefs, some outdated rituals and some habits that are keeping you stuck in kind of like this mental quicksand. Those things are like old software programs running in the background. Now, here's the thing. You don't notice them, and you don't notice the negative impact they have upon your restaurant and your life. So what I want to do is I want to talk, take a little time and talk about, let's talk about how to update your mental management software. Let's update some of the programming in your head. I know we like to think that we are in total control of all the decisions we make every day. Reality is that you're actually only in control about probably 40% of the decisions you make every day. Those decisions that you think you're making, most of those things are actually habits. They are buried in the oldest part of your brain called the basal ganglia, which is that reptilian part. Just like anything, you have good habits and you have some bad habits. I tend to tell people, if your restaurant is running super, super smooth and you're making a lot of money, you have more good habits and bad habits. If your restaurant's running a little rough 
it seems like it tends to control you and run you and your life, then you probably have some bad habits that need to be fixed. The beautiful thing about habits though is that they are learned behavior. If you can learn a habit, you can unlearn it and learn a new habit, which is our goal. Some of the things that are habits, some of the bad habits that are holding you back. And I'm gonna just lay, name off some a few items. See if any of these things resonate with you. And be, again, be brutally honest. I always tell people, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to coach you. I'm not here to tell you what's right and wrong. I'm just here to show you some of the things I've seen over 42 years in the restaurant industry that might give you a glimpse into getting the restaurant in the life you want. So some bad habits. Hmm. Let's see. Complaining. Gossip. Talking down to people. Uh, uncontrolled outburst. Losing your temper. <laughs> Isolating yourself. Being late. Being messy. Inefficiency. Emotionally reacting to bad reviews, poor communication, not recharging or taking breaks throughout the day, lack of self-care, not planning your day, not planning your week, not planning your month, playing the martyr, managing in reaction mode, lack of follow through, inconsistency. Do any of these sound familiar? If they do, Welcome to the world of bad habits. Again, habits are formed when we are, basically habits are formed when they're tied to a trigger. And when they're tied to that trigger by constant repetition, it tends to make the habit or the urge to act and that causes the, the habit that you have. I'll give you an example. Um, this is a common one. So you wake up the trigger and you start to coffee. That's a habit. Uh, you get to work, trigger, and you check your email. That's a habit. Uh, you get stressed out, trigger, and you yell at your team. That's a habit. See, our lives are kind of filled with these kind of habit-trigger combos. And once you kind of are aware of them, what you can do is you can intercept them and swap out the habit. Once you get the trigger and understand the habit, you can start switching these things out. It's the same thing as like, you know, if you drive home every night following the same routine, you've developed a habit of driving home. And I'll bet there's been times when you've driven home from the restaurant and you haven't even remembered driving home because it's become such a habit to you. That's because it's constant repetition. It's burned into your subconscious, basically. Okay. So how do these things happen? How do habits really happen? Well, consistent repetition over the years. Think of it like, you know, let's say you have a rug in your house and you're walking back and forth on the rug in the same spot constantly for a year or two, and then you start seeing this little path of where you've walked, okay? It starts when you basically, <laughs> you don't understand that they've become habits but when they first started, you were aware that you were doing this thing. And then they become more and more automatic. And as they become more and more automatic, they become more and more unconscious. They become down into that subconscious and you start doing the repetition and the behavior over and over again. Okay. And sadly, there's what's known as a feedback loop that helps you repeat the habit. 
For example, and this is one I used to do years ago, I was stressed out and then I would eat junk food and I would get some pleasure, positive feedback, <laughs> you know, I'd feel good. And, you know, and then after a while, next day or the weight would go up and I would basically be felt miserable. So it was a positive loop, but then negative loop too. Positive loops kind of keep you going. When you have enough pain, you finally break free. Okay. If you want to change the trigger, you got to change the habit. So how do we do that? Well, the biggest thing is you have to understand that change is super, super hard. And I know it's all this new year, new restaurant resolutions. It's going to be my year. You're going to make a bunch of things happen. So let me ask you one question. You know, deep down, you should make changes in your restaurant. You know, you should make changes in your life. So why don't you? Change, change is, change is fickle. It, it kind of calls on us to embrace something different. It, it causes us to embrace resistance change is kind of like a hypocrite when you try to make a change in your life in your restaurant it pushes back why because negative habits are super resistant to change those habits that you have those bad habits you have and those bad habits your team have they run really really deep and it takes more than just reading a book listen to a podcast to kind of change those bad habits habits are the foundation of what's known as change theory and if you want to conquer them you first have to understand how change is so hard to achieve and the biggest thing you have to understand is that your brain is wired to protect you and there's three main reasons why you don't change number one is fear now fear either real or imaginary, is a powerful enemy. Fear keeps us immobilized and it keeps us stuck in situations that we know, that you know deep down, that we should change. Marketers know this and they take advantage of that. They use fear to get you to buy all kinds of crap. All kinds of crap that you don't need. Here's the question I need to ask you. Do you allow fear to use you or do you use fear to move into action? Fear of the unknown is ever present. It's always there. And here's the thing about that. It can be paralyzing if you allow it. So here's another question I want to ask you. Why don't you train your team more? Fear would say, well, if I invest in training them more and they get better skills, they're going to take those skills to another restaurant. That's false. The real fear you must have is that if you do not invest in training your team to elevate your food, to elevate your service, to elevate your marketing, to elevate your leadership, then you will not improve and you will be stuck forever where you are. Your competition, especially if you have young, hungry, eager competition ready to take your market share they're going to be the ones that are, are out they're adapting 
They're out marketing, they're out selling, they're out training you. Fear is natural and it's hardwired into your brain as a survival mechanism. Here's the thing about fear. And this is something I learned from pararescue days. Fear just needs to be acknowledged and respected. <clears throat> it does not have to be obeyed. We just have a, a saying in the, in the military that danger is real, fear is a choice. Face your fears, address them. And then what I love to do is I do the opposite of what fear suggests. I kind of have like a little inner dialogue in my head when I'm addressing my fears. And let's just look at that scenario about training my team more. So the scenario might be, okay, you know, hey, I can see where investing in training the team is risky. And there is a chance that some people will take those skills and leave to another restaurant. But here's the thing, those people that stay, they're gonna become better. And that's gonna elevate my entire brand. Second reason that you don't change is your comfort zone. Being comfortable is so, so dangerous. When you are in your comfort zone, you are vulnerable. You are not adapting to keep pace or better yet, stay innovative and ahead of the pack. And if you don't stay innovative and ahead of the pack, you quickly find yourself displaced in your market. Your comfort zone is where all those bad habits love to hang out. They're like old friends. And like, who really wants to get rid of an old friend, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to get rid of an old friend. Especially if you've known that friend since childhood. And you've got some habits that have been with you since childhood. Some of those habits have been living upstairs in your head for a long time. Rent-free. It's time to start writing some evicted notice, eviction notices. Okay? Time to start kicking those suckers out. Kick them to the curb. And the third reason you don't change... It's false expectations. This is what they call, psychologists call it, uh, psychologists call this the fortune teller syndrome. You already have a preconceived notion, it's not going to work. Some people might call this being a pessimist. <laughs> you can usually tell if someone suffers from this by the language they use. Does any of these statements kind of sound familiar? Well, we've tried that before. Yeah, really? How, how many times? Oh, you know, that won't work in our market. Do you have data and some research to back that up? Well, we've always done it like this. That exactly is the problem. See, your, your fortune teller syndrome is what psychologists also call negativity bias. Our brains, our minds are wired to help us survive and adapt. Unfortunately, some of that wiring is not conductive to helping you grow a business. Negativity bias is when your mind reacts to bad things stronger than it does towards the good. And if you're, if you're honest with yourself, you will see that you're just as guilty as everybody else in the world. Even myself, yes, I have negativity bias like everybody else. The problem with negativity bias is it takes five positive things, probably five positive comments, five positive interactions to override every negative one. It's a five to one ratio. Here's the good news though. 
is that you know that now. And if you know that, you got some inside information on how your brain is wired, and that helps you create change. When you're aware of something like negativity bias, you have a choice. You always have a choice. <laughs> Just, by the way, you always have a choice. You can either choose to accept it, or you can choose a different path. That's the amazing thing about free will, is that you always have a choice. Now that you have some information about what is holding you back on change, let me give you a few, a few tools, a few tools to help you make change happen. I call it the three P's. It's an easy model to remember. Okay. There are three P's to making change happen. Number one is purpose. You have to know your purpose, vision, and mission, your why, and I talk about the why when I talk about the triad, and I talk about this in the Know Why workshop, your why is so powerful. When you know your purpose, your vision, your mission, and your why, it will light a fire inside of you. If you know the why, the how is easy. Trust me on that. If you know the why, the how is super easy. The biggest obstacle is not connecting to a powerful enough why. Your purpose, your why has to be connected to emotions. Hashtag write this shit down. Emotions drive the bus. You can always think of a lot of logical reasons why you should change. Logic, I'm telling you right now, logic doesn't move you to take action. Let me give you, since it's the first of the year and it's resolution time, let me give you a common change people struggle with. Going to the gym, all right? New year, new you, right? start working out start going to the gym on the surface well i can think of a, a dozen reasons why i should go you know hey i'm gonna feel better i'm gonna have more energy i'm gonna be healthier so why don't people commit and take action it's because they haven't tapped into the emotion of what they get as a result of going to the gym think about the feelings you get after you work out confidence happy calm love yes yes i meant i said love because taking time self-care is self-love see when you tap into emotions you tap into the ultimate power source so purpose is the first P the second P is persistence change will push back change does not like to change and that sweet soft voice of your comfort zone is gonna come calling for you you have to be committed to staying the course this is especially difficult for restaurants because while you might be extremely committed and dedicated to see these changes take place in your restaurant, the other people on your team might not share your same enthusiasm. But if you tapped into a really, really strong why, and you've sold the why to the team and you got emotional buy-in from the team, you got cultural buy-in from your team, you'll be able to weather that storm of negativity and doubt and rid it from your team. Persistence is also being able to be adaptable and making adjustments as needed. You and I both know, nothing goes according to plan. Be ready for obstacles to rise up and smack you upside the head like a ninja double jump front kick. The best way to kind of counteract that stuff when things pop up is start thinking ahead a little bit and have some contingency plans. When we were in the military, I was in pararescue, we used to do an exercise called a post-mortem. We used to think of all the shit that could go bad before the, before the mission. And we had a plan for what to do if, if shit hits the fan. You want to start thinking about all these things that could go wrong and have a plan in place in your mind to counteract them. You might know or might not know, I am a certified 
practitioner of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And we have a set of what's called presuppositions. And presuppositions are kind of like guiding principles. And in NLP, there's a really, really great presupposition they have. And it basically says this, if something doesn't work, you try something else. If that doesn't work, you try something else. If that doesn't work, you try something else. You get the hint? Too many times we try to implement change and we end up giving up way too easily. And the third P that's gonna help you make change happen is patient. Back in the 1950s, there was a plastic surgeon by the name of Maxwell Maltz. He was fascinated by human behavior, just like I am. I am fascinated by human behavior. Maltz discovered, now he was a plastic surgeon, he discovered that it took a patient around 21 days to get used to seeing their new face after surgery. This is where that kind of famous, you know, 21 days to break a bad habit myth started. Here's the thing you have to understand. The truth is, on average, it takes more than two months to make a new habit, to change something to become automatic. In most cases, exactly 66 days to be exact. Can you see where a lot of people give up way too easily when they don't see their new behavior taking effect after only 21 days? And actually, for some people, it actually could even take longer. There was a psychologist in London, and I'm pretty sure they did a study, and they showed that it takes anywhere from 18 to 254 days for people to form a new habit. Habits truly do make or break a restaurant. Habits are the reflection of standards that you set for your brand. It's in those little things, those little bitty things that you see. The way your team answers the phone, the way they greet a guest, the way they serve a drink, the way they place an entree down, the way they treat each other, the way they clean the bathroom, the way they present the check, how they say goodbye. It's also in the things that we might not notice, like updating costs, managing budgets, training, team communications, hiring, and employee appreciation. Some habits are super easy to start, like showing appreciation on a daily basis. It starts, it's pretty simple. You could you actually start this starting today. Walk it with someone on your team or a guest and just say these two words, thank you. If you want your restaurant to really stand out and excel, you have to start developing positive habits. They have to become a necessity. Aristotle, a famous Greek philosopher, said it the best. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Coach Podcast with Donald Burns. Tune in next time as we serve up more ways to maximize your potential. Visit our website at www.therestaurantcoach.com or download episodes at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify.